All right, everybody, welcome back to part two uh, of this obviously two part uh, podcast episode uh, where I talked about uh, the Paulo Bancaro game against Keegan Murray, which was obviously the Orlando Magic versus the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to jump right into this next one. Um, you know, watch the Oklahoma City at Houston game. Um, it was an interesting game. Um, it's funny that sometimes you get exactly what you ask for and it doesn't turn out to be what you thought it was going to be. And that's exactly what I got from this game. Um, and I'm talking about Jabari Smith. Um, now I want to start it because obviously I'm the Chet Holmgren guy. Okay. I'm obviously the guy out here defending Holmgren in the comments. I'm defending him on this pod and in conversations with my friends. So Obviously, I'm going to do the same thing I do every time. So, obviously, I'm going to read you the stat sheet, okay, right off the box score. So, Chet Holmgren, right? This is the entire game. So, 3 for 10 from the field. Another game where he just can't get some shots to fall. 0 for 1 from the 3. 6 for 6 from the free throw line, which is always a good sign. You always want to see him knocking down free throws. Something that I expect from him, though. So, it's not like, it's not out of character or anything like that. So, Made his free throws. He had eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, four blocks. Okay, 12 points. And he was still a plus five, right? I talked about that before with Chet. He'll have bad shooting nights, but still a plus on the plus minus column. That's important. I don't care. You know, people want to talk about, oh, analytics this, analytics that. Yes, I'm a big believer in the eye test. That's why I watch these games twice. Okay, I like to watch games twice because the first game... The first time I watch a game, I like to just kind of take it in, right? I don't have a lot of notes on me. I'm just kind of watching it, right? Because I want to get a a gauge for how good I am at seeing what I'm seeing. And then I go to the box score after the game. After that, I go and obviously I speed up the possessions on the second time around while I'm taking some notes. So I can kind of, you know, give a more tangible thought process to what I'm seeing. So obviously... You know, not a good shooting night from Chet, not a good scoring night from Chet. But again, just repeating here, four blocks, two steals, two assists, eight rebounds, and he was a plus five. So yes, I want to see him shoot better, but if he's impacting winning, right, if he's if he's doing the other things, it's very important to me because he's going on an OKC team where he's not going to be the best player. Um, he's going to be one of the featured players on that team. But I feel like he's going to fit right in because he'll he'll find a way to contribute, right? And I don't want to gloss over um, Jabari Smith Jr.'s bad game either. This was a bad game for Jabari as well. I'm going to probably go and say that this was probably his worst game. Um, even though, okay, his worst game offensively. Okay, that's because he wasn't really shot chucking and forcing the issue. Now, I remember on the last episode, I was saying, you know, Jabari... Um, kind of an innocent bystander, not demanding the ball, um, kind of doing what he was doing at Auburn, right? Just kind of waiting for, for, for the play to come to him. And I'm sure he sees all the talk on, on, on social media, on, on TV, you know, the analysts, the broadcasters, whatever it is. And you can totally see a shift in the approach to the game for this one, right? Even before the game, Jabari was talking about, you know, kind of, getting getting into a better game for himself here, you know, kind of just forgetting about the last one. And it starts off exactly how you would expect it to start off um, after someone has like a kind of meh kind of game, right? So uh, stat line for Jabari, five for 19 from the field, 
Yikes. 26% from the field. Two for nine from the three-point line, right? 22% from three. It's just summer league, okay? I don't want to have to keep saying that it's just summer league. We get it, okay? I don't want to keep saying that, okay? Please don't knock me if I stop mentioning that it's just summer league because yes, it is, okay? Whatever. Two for nine from the three, right? 22%. Um, And then you get to the good side of the stat sheet, right? Nine rebounds and assists, four steals, three blocks, um, you know, three turnovers, you know, not too bad. And then obviously he ends up with 12 points, right? Minus four on the plus minus. So, you know, I want to say this, okay? The shots, this box sheet, this box score on the shooting side of it looks awful, okay? And it was exactly that in the game. It wasn't like these shots looked good and, and they, they were supposed to fall, but they were in and out. Not really, not really for this game. So I want to go ahead and let you know, I have some notes here, okay? Took some notes, obviously, rewatching this game. So I see immediately a difference in Jabari's approach to this game, okay? Um, he gets a post-up. Okay, so you can see now they're they're starting to feed him now, right? The last game, it wasn't really like that. You know, he's kind of just waiting for the ball and stuff. So they actually look for him, gets it in the post, but he gives it right back up, right? He doesn't like the look, gives it up. So skip to the second Houston possession. They find Jabari at the top of the key, um, you know, off of some action. Um, Jabari gets, uh, he gets lost, right? The defense kind of loses him. He drifts to the top of the key. Awesome catch and shoot, you know, wide open. And it's just a miss, right? Flat shot. It's the, you know, it's really the first shot he takes. Misses that one, but it looks good. It actually went in and out. It was flat. Um, But we have another possession where Jabari pokes the ball away from Chet, who's trying to catch it on a pick and roll. So he's he's poking the ball from Chet. He pokes it away from Chet on a couple of possessions in this game. Um, And then we get to some some of the things where you know that Chet's kind of like in his own head. At this point, right? So there's another possession where he he's wide open, okay? And even the broadcaster um, says he's got to shoot that shot, right? Um, and so he passes up the open three, and instead he tries to kind of thread the needle and make a tough pass that ends up being a turnover, okay? Um, so we get to the 6.15 mark in the first quarter, and I'm giving a lot of notes here on Jabari, so you can tell he's he's involved in this game. This is actually like a Jabari aggressive game. The team's looking for Jabari uh, because I've given a bunch of Jabari points, and I haven't even really talked about Chet, um, and, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, so, you know, catches the ball in the post at 6.15, on the 6.15 mark in the first quarter. Catches the ball in the post. It's on the right side, uh, on his right side. Does a nice little jab, um, and then he kind of speeds up his pull-up jumper to the point where it's really off balance um, because he kind of loses the defender, but then the defender kind of catches back up, and it's like he notices that he has that short window where he can kind of take the shot, and he takes a bad shot. It's really off balance. It's off of one foot. It just looked rushed, right? So you can kind of tell he knows he passed up the open shot before, and in this one, he's like kind of making up his mind, and then kind of rushes a shot. So, um, missed that shot. Um, and so, you know, like I said, a lot of Jabari action to start the game. Um, and then shortly after that play, we have Josh Giddy bringing the ball up. Okay. He calls a play. I think it's called quick C. It's kind of hard to hear him. Um, but I think he's mic'd up. So, um, it seems to be a, a dribble handoff, right? For Chet. So like a DHO, um, 
And Chet attacks, right? And he scores off of a spin move. You know, he gets a little layup. So here I'm thinking, okay, cool. You know, we're, we're starting to see Chet come alive here, right? Second half of the first quarter, right? This is around like the, the five, like the 545-ish mark, I think. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, scores on that layup on a dribble handoff. Um, then we get the 531 mark, okay, in the first quarter. Chet's bringing up the ball, right? He starts to bring it up. They put him in, a, in two different dribble handoff actions, right? So they put him back-to-back kind of actions for him to kind of like move the ball around. Um, and on the second dribble handoff, he makes a really quick pass. He, he's really he's really getting rid of the ball quickly, right? He doesn't want to make the offense stagnant or anything like that. So he's very smart. He sees the play that's developing, right? So gives it up again, gets his first assist, right? It's a three-point shot. He gets the assist and it looks good, okay? We have at the five-minute mark, I have Jabari Smith. Now he's bringing it up. Right, we talked about that. Can he bring the ball up? Can he actually put the ball on the ground and dribble? Now, I want to say this. Okay, I think the announcer was talking about him bringing the ball up and good to see. It's an overreaction because it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those possessions where like he's bringing the ball up, but there's no pressure. Right? There's there's no one even there at the half court. Right? It's an empty half court, so he's just bringing it up because the defense is set on the other side. Right, so it's not like he's bringing it up with a defender pressuring him. It's 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 no pressure. He's just bringing it up alone. But whatever. So he brings it up, and then he gets a nice little pull up three. It looks really good. It actually looks fluid, but he misses. Okay, so so far hasn't made a basket. Okay, um, we get to the 440 mark, right in the first quarter. Um, he actually brings it up. Right, he brings it up again, but <laughs> this time, okay, he's bringing it up, and I'm guessing. You know, the opposing team is thinking, man, like, you know, OKC is thinking we can't let him bring it up. Okay, we know he can't really put it down on the floor. So he brings it up and here comes the defender, right? Pressuring the ball immediately, immediately. He puts his back to the defender, right? Turns his back. And and what do we say all the time about that kind of stuff? If someone's pressuring you when you're dribbling and your first reaction is to kind of like put your back to them, it's because you don't trust your handling ability. That's, that's, that's just a clear sign of I'm not confident enough to kind of try to break you down. I'm actually going to just turn my back to you to get my comfort dribbles, you know, kind of something like that. So no attempt to really make a move around the defender. He kind of just gives it up. Um, and then there's this possession right here that's coming up next. And it's so funny because it's such an obvious sign that there's an effort by the coaching staff. In, on Houston to just involve Jabari no matter what, right? Because you never saw in the other game, you never really saw the team like kind of like really trying to feed him, you know, a lot. Like they weren't really involving him too much. And there's a, this is a possession where it's literally an entire shot clock where Jabari is being guarded and the defender is just playing deny, right? He's denying the catch. He's, he's just denying the ball. So there's like no window. The defender's not leaving any catching window for Jabari to get it. But nonetheless, okay, the guards on on, um, on the Houston Rockets, they're like, they're pumping the pass. They're faking the pass. Um, they're kind of, they're milking so much clock, just like trying to get it to him. Like they're just looking at him for such a long time to the point where there's seven seconds left on the clock, right? The entire time was spent just trying to get a passing window for Jabari. It's so obvious that, that, that they're trying to involve him now to the point where they're not even running offense. They're just like, we got to give it to him. We got to give it to him, right? So they get him the ball finally, right? And obviously with seven seconds left, 
you're catching it in the post. They know that you're not going to go anywhere else but shoot it. So it's a heavily contested mid-range shot. Um, and he misses. You know, he, he misses the shot. And so, you know, let's the first quarter, Jabari goes 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. But he has a steal and he has 3 rebounds. Okay. Now, Chet Holmgren off of that play that I was talking about in the first quarter, that was his only basket. Um, it was his only shot attempt. It was his only basket. He had an assist and he had a steal. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, hmm, this is probably going to be a quiet Chet game. I can already feel it. It's just going to be one of those games where Chet is kind of within the offense. Swing, swing, you know, setting screens, diving to the basket, maybe not getting um, some touches. And it, it was it was that way, really. Um, I'm not sure if it was because he wasn't feeling his shot that he was so quiet. But, um, you know, one of those things where it, it's just this is why. You know, I want to bash Chet for not being more aggressive in this game, right? But I also want to remind you guys that I was saying this um, in episode one of the podcast, um, complimentary star draft, right? I was talking about that with Jabari, with Paolo, with uh, Chet Holmgren. These are three guys that kind of like, they make the winning plays, they, they, they sacrifice their game for a team win. And I see that. I see that from these three guys. Um, and so that's why I don't want to bash them too much about these guys not being crazy alphas out there on the court. Now, I'm going to preface that by saying uh, the clear-cut alpha so far, so far, is Paolo Bancaro. Okay, he's establishing himself. He's really he's really doing his thing. Now, I, I want to deviate from that because this isn't, the, this isn't an episode for Paolo. This is part two. So... Um, in any case, so second quarter comes around, you know, same thing, right? Same thing. Uh, Jabari is just kind of doing a lot of things on defense, right? He's making it tough for, for Chet. You know, he pokes the ball away. He, he's, he's active. He's switching. He's grabbing boards. It's really, you know, it, it's like an all-around game for Jabari defensively, right? But on offense, just not there, right? So second quarter ends. He's two for six from the field, one for four from three. And it's just one of those things, you know, like we're looking at this game and we're thinking, okay, this is going to be the Jabari pop-off game. This is going to be the Jabari pop-off game, but because he's really, you know, putting shots up, the volume's really high, but it never came. The shot never came. Um, now I do want to say, obviously, uh, we know that, um, we know that OKC didn't win this game, right? So, so obviously the, the, the note is going to be, Hey, well, Jabari impacted winning. You know, his shot wasn't falling as cold as he was, but he impacted winning, right? Got steal, got a block, got some rebounds, made it tough on Chet. He was switching. He was boxing out. He was very active, right? So it's not the kind of production you think uh, when you see someone shooting so poorly. But that's what I like about these three guys and a lot of other guys in this draft. These guys are not phased by poor shooting nights. They offer other things. They're so versatile. They do so many different things that this draft is, is going to be very deep because it's filled with guys that are selfless, right? They're team first players and they'll do anything before they get their own. And you can knock them for that or you can congratulate them for that because they're ultimate teammates at the end of the day. They don't complain. They don't have bad body language. They're kind of just like, hey, you know, let's get this win. You know, let's get this win. That's the vibe that I got from this game. And so to end the half, right, uh, just to give a summary, 
We have obviously Jabari just being aggressive on both ends, right? Defensively getting after it, um, just active hands, quick hands, giving Chet trouble, right? Not letting Chet just dribble around. Um, and obviously, you know, big shot chucking session from Jabari at the half. Um, just a very aggressive first half, but you know, there's it's one thing to be aggressive and then it's one thing to just overdo it right you want to be assertive but you don't want to just be chucking things out there just because you were quiet the game before and so let me read you the stats here for both guys so to end the half we have Jabari five points two for ten from the field one for six from three six rebounds one assist uh two steals a block two turnovers so yeah you know he was very active defensively but again just the shooting the cold streak continues right uh, the game for Chet so far at the half. He's got six points. So he has one more point than Jabari. And he hasn't nearly taken as many shots. Um, so Chet, six points, two for four from the field, two for two from the free throw line, a rebound, an assist, a steal, two turnovers. Now, obviously, Jabari had the bigger impact defensively. Um, I think that Chet obviously had the better impact offensively because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's in the right places. He's making good passes, even if they don't lead to assists. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be a towering presence on defense that people are going to worry because he's such an elite shot blocker. Um, Jabari Smith can block shots. You know, he is a good defender. He has that potential as well. Um, but it's not as, uh, you know, concerning as Chet if you're attacking the basket. So, from that first half, obviously, it just kind of felt like Chet was feeling out the game, not really putting his print on the game, whereas the exact opposite, right, for Jabari. He's definitely, you know, forget about feeling the game out. I'm just going to go out there and shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, you know, I'm going to get after it defensively, but I'm also going to try to get mine on offense. Um, and so we get to the second half, right, third quarter. Immediately, you can tell. Um, the Houston Rockets offense is shifting, right? It looks more natural. It doesn't look like, you know, an offense that they're just trying to feed Jabari at all costs, even to the detriment of, of stagnating the offense, right? So, um, so we get right to it, right? Third quarter starts, Chet's defending the pick and roll. He gets his first uh, block of three blocks in this third quarter. And these three blocks happen pretty quickly one after the other. I would say like probably a minute apart from each about there. I don't have a note for that, um, but they were pretty quick three blocks, right? And so he's guarding pick and roll, gets his block on Houston's first possession. Um, the first OKC possession, Chet Knight does a little jab step move, right? You can tell the defenders are, are respecting Chet's ability to attack because the defender kind of backed up, right? And then giving him the separation for him to shoot the three. He takes the shot, but he misses it. Um, and so, you know, like I said, Houston offense looking natural, um, you know, like I said, not overly feeding Jabari. Um, and so Jabari has a nice little dribble handoff. This is like the first real, like natural offensive sequence. That's how it felt for me. Um, and he has a dribble handoff with Ty Ty Washington, which leads to Jabari doing a nice little dribble into a mid range jumper. Uh, it was in and out good looking shot. Probably one of the, the best looking shots as far as like the misses go, right? It was a good look, okay, in and out. Um, uh, Chet gets another block. Um, these people, th these guys are just trying to attack and Chet's getting some nice little, you know, easy blocks for him, right? So, so just kind of, you know, starting to pick it up. This is where I'm thinking, okay, Chet's probably coming alive now, right? Quiet set first half, in the second half, he gets his first block and now he's got uh, two now so far, right? Um, Jabari gets a block on the other end as well. 
Um, and then we go to that third block for Chet. It was that kind of like two arms straight up uh, in the broadcast. Um, the announcer was saying, or the broadcaster was saying, like it was like a kind of like a volleyball block, right? Where they jump up straight up and they put their two hands up. It was just like that, you know, just an elite shot block um, to kind of not, you know, foul the offensive players. So Chet has three blocks at this point. Um, Jabari active on offense, not being a shot chucker, but kind of like moving around. If he doesn't like the look, he gives it up, he moves. So it looks more natural, right? Um, he's actually double, they double him in the post, has to give it up. Like I said, um, so it looks good for him right now, right? The shot's just not falling, but now he's kind of letting the game come to him, right? Um, it's about 609 left in the, it's about 609 in the third quarter. Um, he gets an open catch and shoot three, probably one of the best looks for him. Uh, just, just hits the back iron, just a flat shot, kind of like a line drive. Um, so the cold streak continues for him. Uh, we see a nice little two man game between Chet and Josh Giddy, uh, where Josh Giddy gives it to Chet right off the inbound. Chet takes a couple dribbles, gives it back to Josh Giddy. Giddy just like kind of, it's like a, kind of like a hot potato thing, but then, Josh Giddy cuts to the basket and Chet just kind of throws like a bullet pass under the rim and from the from the top of the three-point line throws a bullet pass finds Josh Giddy under the rim and Josh Giddy lays it up so that's a nice little assist for Chet um, next possession for Chet he's on he's in the post I think he's got a guard on him um, and so he takes like a Dirk type of fadeaway that we've seen a couple of times already but he missed it shots just not falling but he's also not taking that many um, and then obviously, uh, right away on the next possession, we get a Jabari Smith, uh, fadeaway turnaround shot over Josh Giddy. It was a contested shot. Um, uh, but I'll take that shot if I'm Jabari, especially since he's six foot 10. Um, he missed the shot obviously. So we get to this third quarter towards the end. It's about three twenty nine. Um, he takes one dribble, does a nice little pull up mid range jumper, pretty open. It was a really good, clean look and he made it. Right. It went in and you could tell like he's kind of, you know, he feels a little bit better. Like, OK, maybe maybe my shots coming to life. Um, and so let me give you the third quarter summary. So um, he obviously Jabari he looked more controlled on his shot selection. It just wasn't falling. Right. He, he kept his defensive stances. He was still really good on defense. He just still couldn't get the shot to fall. Right. So he ends the quarter with two points, one for six from the field, 0 for two from three, two rebounds, a steal and a block. Um, a lot more Chet action in this third quarter. Um, just not aggressive offensively. He took a couple of good shots. They just didn't fall. Um, and Chet, obviously, he had a really good rebound game in this quarter. Um, he had a big, obviously a big block quarter, had three blocks. Um, he brought the ball a decent amount, and he initiated the offense a lot in that third quarter. Um, and so, yeah, that was the summary for the third quarter. So we move on to the closer part of the game in the fourth. So the fourth quarter starts, right? Uh, Jabari and Chet get subbed in at the same time, about the 737 mark. Uh, Chet gets a possession where he starts to get more aggressive. He shows some post moves. He tries a hook shot, but he gets fouled on it, and he makes both free throws. Um, at this point, the game is uh, 73 to 71, uh, about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. We see some nice pick and roll with Josh Giddy. Um, he actually gets Giddy the ball, and they didn't count the assist. Giddy got a nice little dunk. Um, but they didn't count the assist to Chet, probably because he took like three or more dribbles. Um, and yeah, but that was good movement between Jet, uh, Chet and Giddy. Just a nice little two-man game. 
Um, we see Chet taking it across the court on a possession um, from baseline to baseline, basically, right? Um, he gets all the way through, right? He beats two defenders, gets to the basket, but he just misses the layup. Um, this is a game where he misses a couple of layups, um, you know, misses some shots, just, just not on, right? N nothing's really falling for him. Um, and we get a post-up possession with Chet. Um, he's posted up, right? He's posting up Jabari. He turns right, he turns left. I think you guys probably saw that highlight. He makes the hook shot over Jabari. It was a good contest, um, and it was a good shot made by, by uh, Chet. So there's about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Jabari makes a catch-and-shoot three, um, kind of going back to his role, right? W what he's probably going to look like on the NBA roster, catch and shoot, you know, maybe a couple of dribbles and, and, and mid-range pull-ups. Uh, so things like that, right? Just a more passive role, right? Um, Chet gets a crazy block at one point in this game, um, and you can hear it. It was so loud, probably because there's like a microphone on the basket uh, somewhere near the hoop. Um, so you just heard just an absolute smack, right? It was a really hard block. So about a minute and 30 seconds left in the fourth it's 84 to 81. OKC still up in this game. Um, Chet gets fouled on an alley-oop attempt. He makes both of his free throws. Again, he was just, he's knocking down these free throws. He's just not making other shots or layups. Um, there's about 50 seconds left. And this is where I see a different Josh Giddy. Maybe because it's summer league um, and he's kind of like testing the waters, kind of seeing what's going on. But also it looks like OKC is kind of going away from this motion offense that they've had all summer league which is movement, you know, dribble handoffs, screens, whatever it is. And so he turns into score first Josh Giddy, right? But he's just not making shots. And so it's just not looking good for OKC right now. Ty Ty Washington puts Houston up one point, right? They go up 87 to 86. Uh, Ty Ty hits a nice floater over Chet, threw that thing real high uh, near the basket. And he puts the Houston Rockets up one. There's 20 seconds left. Josh Giddy again tries to attack um, and just turns it over, right? Loses the ball. Jabari dives, grabs the loose ball. There's about 10 seconds left. Josh Christopher basically gets the game icing layup, right? Um, it's 89 to 86 at this point. Houston's up three. Uh, Trey Mann gets fouled um, and he gets put in the bonus. Knocks down both of his free throws, um, you know, but we're still looking at 90 to 88 at the end of this game. Um, Giddy, once again, we get this like classic, you know, free throw game where it's back and forth teams just fouling each other. You know, it's, it's that free throw battle at the end of the game, kind of annoying to see, but it's part of the strategy. And so we have this possession, right? It's 90 to 88, no timeouts, right? For either team. Giddy takes it all the way across court, kind of beats everybody down, um, meets someone at the layup uh, at the rim, right? And he gets a really good look right? Good look at the, for his layup. And he misses the layup and that's the game, right? So let me read you the, the stats to summarize the fourth quarter. So Chet had six points on one for four. So one for four from the field. So he took a couple of more shots, right? Just missing layups, missing jumpers, um, four for four from the free throw line, two rebounds, and that strong block that I was talking about. Uh, Chet was more involved offensively. He just wasn't finishing, right? Shot just wasn't falling uh, all game long. It just wasn't falling. Um, we get Jabari Smith, right? We get Jabari falling into his role in this fourth quarter. This was what we've seen from Jabari in college, right? He gets his, uh, he gets five points in this fourth quarter, shoots two for three from the field, one for one from three, 
he gets a rebound, a steal, and a block, right? So it's it, it almost feels like every quarter he is just, you know, block here, steal here, a rebound. So even if the shot's not falling, he's kind of doing everything. So I'm going to say it's really hard to pick who had the better game because I feel like these guys impacted the, the game on, on the opposite ends, right? Jabari didn't help his team offensively, um, and Chet didn't help his team um I guess I can't say he didn't help them defensively because he got those blocks and he's switching on screens and he's helping teammates recover. Um, he's guarding pick and roll. So I'm going to say it's a draw, right? Both players did did well to help their teams win. Um, obviously, Chet just wasn't aggressive um, offensively, right? We, we didn't really see um, a lot of shot attempts from Chet. Um Whereas we saw Jabari get those shots up. They just weren't falling and it just looked really bad for him. But he helped on the other end, right? Like I said, toward the end of the game, dives for the loose ball. You know, he's making shots in the fourth quarter. He's obviously, he's getting his blocks. He's getting his steals. He's rebounding well. He's switching. He has active hands. A lot, he had a couple of times in this game where he's poking the ball out. He just doesn't get the credit for the steal because OKC recovers the ball. But he's poking balls. You know, he, he's doing a lot of things. So I'm going to chalk it up and I'm going to just say that it, this was a draw, right? Um, good good and bad game for both of these guys. Um, but obviously, ultimately, we we celebrate the win, right? So I'm going to give the win to Jabari because obviously they won the game and he established himself on defense and he came alive in the fourth. So that was my analysis on this game. I want to throw in a little piece, just a tiny piece of Nikola Jovic because I did promise I would talk about him. He was a guy that I was really looking out for as far as like a sleeper, right? I've got a couple of other sleepers I haven't mentioned on the pod and I'll talk about them on a later episode. Um, but, you know, I do want to say this, right? Nikola Jovic's first game, it's a quiet game. Like I said before on this pod, it's like you, you don't really... You don't see the aggression. You don't see the energy, right? And so we chalked that up, right? It was just a, I don't know. He signs his contract. Who, who knows what, what's going on? But he doesn't look energetic, right? And so it's just not, not really an active game for him. So nothing really happened in the first game. So in the second game, he actually gets benched, right? He plays about 16 or 17 minutes in his second game. Same kind of thing, right? Just not really, not really getting touches either, though. Like, I'm, I'm not seeing the Heat featuring Nikola Jovic the way I'm seeing teams feature their, uh, you know, first-round draft picks. You know, you're looking at Ty Ty Washington for Houston. He's getting touches. He's he's running the offense. You're looking at Jabari Smith. They're feeding him a 1,000 shots in this game. You look at Chet Holmgren. They're letting him initiate offense, even though he has Josh Giddy on his team. You look at uh, Paolo Bancaro, and he's, you know, he's really the man. On, on that summer league roster. Um, and obviously, you know, obviously, you know, Nikola Jovic, you know, he's a late first round pick, right? I think he was picked 27th. And so I'm not going to put him in that tier with those guys, right? Keegan Murray, those kind of guys. I'm not going to put him in that tier. But if you draft someone with this kind of potential, six foot 11, I believe it is, uh, you know, 6'11", 220, Moves kind of quick. He's not really bursty, though. Um, not super athletic. Um, but clearly, you know, he has skill. He has guard skills. He can dribble. He can shoot. He's a good passer. Um, he's not a good defender. Um, he's pretty active. 
You know, he's always looking around, but I'm just not seeing it, right? But it doesn't look like he's happy about this. Like the playing time he's getting, they're not even looking for him, right? And then we get game three for Nikola Jovic, right? Just, it's it's the pop-off game, right? He's got that 20-plus point game. It's not going to be, I'm not covering this in detail because this is towards the end of this episode and I mainly wanted to cover the OKC uh, Houston Rockets game. So I'm going to say this. We talked about it on the pod with Mario on that Heat special episode where Jovic has that pop-off game, but it wasn't a dominant performance, right? It wasn't It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was all just catch and shoot. It was tip-ins. It was, you know, easy layups. It wasn't really him demanding the ball, putting the ball down, you know, taking some step backs. It wasn't anything crazy like that. Um... And that was really the pop-off game. It was just his shot was on, and he happened. The ball happened to find him on offense. Um, but then you know, then you get the the, the Boston Celtics game, right? The, the most recent game on Saturday, and you're thinking, okay, let's see what he can build on after this. And it goes back to the same thing: just not getting touches. You know, just not being involved. Didn't look, didn't look interested either. I feel he's he's striking me as the kind of guy that if his shot's not falling, and he's not getting a lot of touches, he just kind of like he, he complains a little bit. You can see the body language. It, it's kind of, and I'm not I'm not trying to attack him. I'm just saying what I what it what it looks like to me. He's just like he doesn't look happy out there. Right, he doesn't look happy out there. If you go and watch his clips uh, before the NBA, right, international games, he's obviously the featured guy, right? He's more, he's more on the ball. You see more of him, right? And you're gonna see that with these guys that are international players when they come to the NBA. You kind of have to find your role, unless you're a superstar, right? And like a Luka Doncic, you know, someone like that. So. He kind of has to fall in line, you know. For now, he doesn't strike me as a heat culture kind of guy. Um, you know, a lot of guys are painting him as like the next Goran Dragic. But Dragic is a playmaker, right? Jovic is a, is kind of like a... He's just a, like a catch-and-shoot guy so far. Just really, really... Um, I don't know. I want to say he's been passive. Hasn't really been demanding the ball... I want to see more out of him, but I also want to see the Heat uh, coaching staff put an effort to to make it at least look like the team is trying to get him involved. Like you see how Jabari, they were force feeding Jabari this game on Saturday. I kind of want to see that with Jovic. I want to see Jovic bring it up. I want to see him initiate the offense. I want to see guys going out of their way and giving him the ball. Yes, I complained about that with Jabari, but that's because Jabari is a top three pick. Okay, now I want to see it with Jovic because this is summer league. If you're not going to test what Jovic has, if you're not going to see what he has, when are you going to do that? Because the Heat are always trying to win and they're not just going to throw him random minutes in the regular season and importing games and letting him just do whatever he wants. The Heat are structured, the Heat are well coached, so they're not just going to roll the balls out and let Jovic do his thing. So if you're not going to do that here... This is looking like a guy they're going to call down to the G League or something. And maybe they're going to just let him pop off and then maybe they'll bring him back. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, that's my little rant. I'd like to see more of Jovic. 
and we're going to get a good game tonight on ESPN at 9 o'clock Eastern time uh, between the Orlando Magic and Oklahoma City. Uh, so hopefully we get to see some good Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren going at it. Hopefully they don't get rested, right? Hopefully they play. Um, and also we'll get to see Jabari Smith Jr. against the San Antonio Spurs at 7 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. As always, I'm your host, Vic Lopez. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. Have a good one, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.